It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Who was the biggest winner from the Dallas Cowboys practices this week? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode of Locked On Cowboys is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same is true for your vehicle. So for the parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit at ebaymotors.com. And let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, the Cowboys have uh, wrapped up practice for this week. I think they, they have a practice it's a Saturday. Today? Saturday. No, not today, Saturday, and then I think uh, no Sunday, and then Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so. I think so. Uh, mm-hmm. We're getting to, you know, we're getting ready for the preseason game, which happens next. I think it's next Sunday is the, the, the preseason. So uh, we kind of wanted just to review all the things that happened during the Cowboys padded practice this week. But first, we're going to talk about some of the players that surprised us. Who surprised you the most out in Oxnard? Well, we've been talking about it, and I think you know it's the names that we're going to say are, are not going to be surprising here necessarily, no. but they certainly were uh, when we started noticing them. Obviously, uh, the, the first one we have to mention probably is uh, Jalen. <laughs> and I almost – Jalen Brooks. I almost called him Smith. I almost did it. Uh, Jalen Brooks, uh, who – you know, look, I mean, he's come out here – was largely an afterthought in a lot of this. I mean, I think, you know, the Cowboys fans were maybe a little bit surprised to see the Cowboys take a, a wide receiver that late. Um, but he's come in here and uh, just impressed from the beginning uh, has, has made plays almost every single day uh, shown that he's belong has kind of made his way up, you know, the, the depth chart uh, and hasn't let go. Now, obviously, you know, <laughs> there was an interesting conversation between you and Dave Hellman on Twitter about this and, and 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 Dave's you know correct. We've we've said this same thing too that this happens every year. Like there's there's one of these guys every year. That, and and the thing we have to kind of continually remind ourselves is that it's not about one or two practices. It's about the drum beat, and we're gonna stay on the drum beat about the drum beat. Honestly, like it's just important that they continue. I mean, these guys need to show. Uh, a level of consistency day in and day out in order to make this roster. Uh, so far, he's kept up that pace. It's it's a it's a tough pace for a young player, but he's kept it up. And as of right now, I would be kind of shocked if 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 he continues at this rate, which that's a very large if. If he continues at this rate, I would be pretty shocked if he didn't make the roster at this point. And you stole the next question out of my mouth because that's what I was going to ask you. But it, is he going to make the fifty three man roster? I think when you 
The reason the Cowboys drafted him in the seventh round was because of his special teams ability. Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. that's the reason they drafted him. And he knew that. Like, I, I remember us talking the day after the draft yeah. about Jalen Brooks, some of the quotes that he had about, hey, I know my role is to be a special teams player. That's where how I'm going to make a living in the NFL. Yeah. The fact that he's actually making plays on offense, it's got to be like the Cowboys front office has to be just grinning from ear to ear. Oh, yeah. Selection right now, right? I mean, look, I mean, look, you're hoping that a seventh round pick can come in and just be a special teams contributor. That would be a fantastic step. But I mean, and, and I think that that's still what we're talking about, you know, like that. I don't know that we're he's playing his way into playing going to be the time. number four wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think what he is playing himself onto is a roster spot, which means he likely will play on game days. But, uh, you know, the number of wide receiver snaps that this guy is likely to get in season is only if. You know, there's multiple injuries, I would imagine. But th- I mean, the fact that he's even in striking range of that, and and the fact that he's, uh, you know, kind of just instantly played himself onto the team. I mean, not played himself onto the team. We still got a ways but to he's go. He's given himself a great chance. He set it, set a pace that's very high, and that and that if he can continue that pace, uh, obviously it's going to be tough to make to cut him. And I I don't imagine that the Cowboys will. There's also a spot on this team for the receiver that can block a little bit that they yep. use in short yardage and they use on early downs. Noah Brown is gone. That's not CD lamb. It's certainly not Brandon cooks. I think Michael Gallup can do that a little bit. Jalen Tolbert, maybe, but I mean, there is a role for like a five snap, a game player just to come in and block at wide receiver. And if he can do that, he's going to earn himself some, some actual playing time on offense. Yeah, he's a, he's a you know a little bit bigger guy, so he can do a lot of those things. You know, maybe he's not quite the physical presence that Noah Brown was coming out of college, but but I think that he has a bigger frame. He can do obviously he can do a lot of that kind of uh, move tight end, so that move wide receiver blocking wide receiver stuff if you need him to because he can throw his body around. Clearly, it's more about being has, willing, though. That's that's yeah, the that, main that was, thing. That's what I was just gonna say. He clearly has a physical presence because he's so good on the, all those special teams that uh, he, he's not afraid to kind of mix it up. So, uh, yeah, I think he's clearly shown that you know he's he's set himself on a trajectory to make this team. Again, he has to keep it up in order to do it, but it's it's so far so good. Who else has surprised you at camp? You know, when Donovan Wilson went down and then uh, Mukwamu right after him all in the same practice, we we named a, a whole bunch of safeties that we felt like we were excited to see. Marquise Bell, uh, uh, you know, Tyler Coyle were guys that we highlighted heavily because those were more kind of the box safety types that would be taking Donovan Wilson's spot, right? And, and Mukwamu in some ways too. But to me, the guy that has – not that those other two guys haven't played well. I think that they've been fine. It's It's tough – to notice uh, uh, the the second level safety sure. uh, when when <laughs> when you're playing on a first team off defense that is filled with fast guys, so uh, it, it, he just hasn't necessarily stuck out the way Wanye Thomas has, and 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 I think that that has a lot to do with the fact that Wanye's played a little bit more on the back end. We've seen him in coverage. I've noticed him covering guys at one on one situations, tight ends, and doing a really good job. He's got his hands on the football. He's physical. He's he's loud. He's confident playing back there. Uh, you could tell based on the way that when he makes plays, how his teammates feel about mm-hmm. him, and when he's in there, that they feel confident. Wanya uh, Thomas, I think, is kind of indirectly answered a lot of the questions that we had about. Even though we have a very deep safety group, we have wondered who is the next best guy to be 
playing kind of that uh, hooker role, right? Like mm-hmm. if hooker goes down, who's the guy that kind of can come in and play free safety when they need a, a, a single high situation who, you know, who's going to be in that m- middle of the field closed kind of safety that, that can, you know, make sure that everything stays in front of them. Cause that's not necessarily Bell's game. That's not necessarily Tyler Coyle's game. I mean, they can do those things and, and Wilson obviously can do those things as well because he, that's why he makes it the starter because he's so versatile. Uh, but who's who's the backup there if, if you don't have Hooker? And I think Thomas has kind of answered that question pretty well, uh, and 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 has shown that he is capable of playing on this defense and not, you know, they're not losing a big step if he's out there uh, roaming the back end of this defense. One more name that I want to bring up, and I'm always skeptical of the smaller receivers because it's just so easy to get them the ball in practice, but it's a lot harder to do it in actual games. Is Cavante Turpin? Yeah. But by all accounts, it seems like he's having a fantastic camp. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the thing for me that's really surprising about Turpin is that I just didn't have very high expectations for his usage as a receiver. I, I just based on what we saw last year, what, what we saw in camp at different points, he seemed to be kind of a gadget guy in the sense that is he incredibly dangerous with the football in his hands? Absolutely. That's why he's on this team, right? But he didn't seem like a guy that, you know, just again, based on what we saw on during the regular season and during training camp, he didn't seem like a guy that was going to end up being useful, being deployed out in routes or running routes down the field and trying to get open and catching the football down the field. Uh, it, you know, you obviously you try to find ways to get him the ball in space, and sometimes that's going to have to happen a little bit downfield. But it's it, I, to me, I felt like he was going to be relegated to kind of that sort of lucky whitehead role, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, you're not sending him out on routes necessarily, but he's doing a lot of jet sweep stuff. You may throw him some screens, uh, some smoke route stuff. The thing that we've seen from Turpin out here is him going out and route, him running whip routes from the from the slot, him him getting open down the field uh, and, and making catches, you know, away from his body, outside his frame. Now, look, it hasn't been perfect. I saw him drop a pass that was a little bit outside of his frame. It was a tough catch and and... and but the fact is he's there, he's getting his hands on it, and, and he's catching a high percentage of this, a, certainly a higher percentage than I thought. And the fact is, is that he's getting out there and he's finding ways to get open. He's using his route running skills, his, his uh, elite athleticism and change of direction skills to find ways to create space to get open. And if he can do that and get the ball in his hands, look, I, I, I mean, I've already said that I think that he's shown enough uh, – in, in, added skill to his game that i think he's on the roster i think that there's a chance now that if he can continue this kind of pace and maybe even grow a little bit more as a receiver he could be a valuable you know uh, uh change of pace receiver that, that they deploy you know what three or four times a game or something sure. uh, to try to get in route and and just be an option uh, another guy that the defense has to keep track of that if he catches the ball he can turn it up and obviously make something really dangerous happen I just struggle with these type of players with Dallas because yeah. I've seen you mentioned Lucky Whitehead. Tavon Austin had 21 receptions in two years with the Cowboys. Uh, Dwayne Harris, I'm looking at his numbers right now, played four years with the Cowboys. He barely third... counts, even. Dwayne Harris is so big, like compared to That's the rest true. of these guys. He's true, but, but he was cut. You're but, right. But yes. Dwayne Harris is a different type because he was 215 but he, pounds. But but they were so rare that you have to include him. I, I totally yeah. understand. The Cowboys just have not used this type of player in the past. I think that the difference is is the the change in administration, don't you? Like I would they they clearly have made a commitment to holding on to these types of players. They went out and got Cavante Turpin, held on to him. Obviously, he's a Pro Bowl kick returner, punt returner last year. We'll see more of that. They went out and drafted a Deuce Vaughn. They did not clearly didn't have any problems with his size. Now the smallest player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I'm hoping that there is a sea change here simply because it's not just the Vaughn thing. We're seeing Vaughn, and then they are deploying Turpin in, you know, he's part of the rotation. This isn't like it's oh, not a we'll gadget thing. Here. He's an actual no. receiver now. He's 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 yeah. in the rotation with the rest of the group. Like they're treating him like a normal receiver. They're not like, you know, excluding him or 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 just having him as like doing certain things. He's doing everything else with all the receivers, and he seems to be doing it at a rate that could play him onto the team, even if he wasn't a kick returner. Let's talk about some of the players that have maybe had their stock fall a little bit during this week of practice next. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. August is here, and you know what that means. It is the official start of fantasy football season. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades, Underdog will set your best fantasy lineup every single week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back, and it's even bigger now with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including, get this, an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner actually drafted their team in July, so you're not going to want to wait around. You want to get your teams in right now. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That is Underdog Fantasy promo code Locked On. I absolutely love Underdog. I, I do at least once a draft a day. Let's do the the 30 second drafts that are so quick. It's so much fun. Go check it out. Make sure you use our promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Every day, we will be back on Monday to break down the practices over the weekend, so make sure you tune in for that. But today, we are talking about some of the biggest fallers from this last week of practice. Landon, who disappointed for you? You know, and listen, it's tough because, it, you know, there's there's always a give and take where there's winners, there's losers uh, on the other side of the ball that are having to face these guys. Uh, and look, as much as pr- as much praise as we have for this defensive line and, and what they've done, especially the defensive tackle position, to me, uh, the disappointment has, has certainly come from the interior offensive line backups, right? Like, and this is an area where, we needed to see some uh, some critical improvements, some of these players. And, and I think that we have, and, I, and this this isn't over yet by any stretch of the imagination. And, and I will also say that I feel like as a group uh, that they made improvements. And that as the, especially yesterday, as the practice went on, you started to see more and more, uh, uh, they're making more and more headway against what is, look, clearly a very, very good defensive line. Like, I mean, sure. I think that we all understand that, like, you know, in some ways, it's it's absolutely unfair for Dante Fowler to be facing OT five. You know, yeah. it's like that's just part of what we're having to face. So, but I will say that I, I was hoping to see a little bit more from guys like TJ Bass, 
Uh, I, I think Brock Hoffman has really, really struggled at Al different Fletcher. points. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. And 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 I will add in that I, I think that you know you you start like we've talked about a Seam Richards, and I think that he you know I did see a couple snaps of him working with the twos yesterday, which is good. And I think he's you know they need him there. Um, but like some of these guys that we were hoping that would kind of get into the mix here a little bit more, honestly, I hate to include his name here, but Farniak has been a lot more up and down than I I'd hoped. I mean, he you had were a really, really hoping that he would take hold of that kind of swing interior spot. I, I, I feel like he's probably, uh, you know, maybe a better guard than he is a center. I mean, clearly he had problems with the snap yesterday. He fumbled two snaps with Dak. Part of that is getting used to the guy that you're snapping to, but Farniak has had this issue before. So um, they might just not have a backup center on this roster. Yeah. Or, or they, they, it just may be a situation where they may, may need to focus more on it with him because I, I think he could physically play the position, but the snaps are a problem at this point. And, we, and you can't have that if he's being put into yeah. the game, obviously. So interior offensive line is really where I felt like the most kind of disappointment as, as far as a group. And I, we named some of the names. I'll throw out one more name if I can, and that's Simi Fahoku. Um, simply because, and again, he's not played poorly necessarily. He hasn't played necessarily great either, but the injury, the fact that he hasn't been able to necessarily separate himself from some of these other folks. Again, we talked about it. Like where there's winners, there's also losers, right? Sure. In the wide receiver room, you've got all these guys beneath him that are really, really, really playing well. Uh, and, and, and the downside for that is that he, it's going to be at the expense of guys like Simi Fahoku. So he needs to have a really great week of practice next week to kind of get back on track and, and kind of solidify his grip on that wide receiver four spot. Because one of the other names that we, we didn't mention before, Jalen Tolbert, uh, has continued his drumbeat throughout this, these weeks. Of practice. So in your mind, Jalen Tolbert significantly had a Simi. I, I mean, I don't know how you couldn't have Jalen Tolbert yeah. at, at four because simply because, you haven't seen enough from Fahoku, uh, with especially with the injury. And even when he was healthy, Tolbert was outpacing him for the yeah. spot, right? Like just the practices they were in together, Tolbert was having better practices. Sure. So I think at this point, I, I do put him ahead. I want to go back to the the interior offensive line really quickly. One name that we haven't mentioned at all over the last week is Josh Ball. Uh, I just wanted to know, did yeah. you see <laughs> uh, just by your facial reaction that I think it tells a story? What have you seen from Josh Ball at guard? I mean, again, look. Josh Ball's not Zach Martin, you know, and that's and that's re the real problem. I think is that we're seeing Josh Ball take almost exclusively all first team reps at right guard. But is he a guard? He, that's what I want to know. Well, he's I, I, whatever he is, he's over overmatched. Like you know, like he doesn't look. I mean, again, where there's winners, across from them, there's losers, right? Like, and, and I think that the defensive tackle room, you know what. Who begot what? Like, was it a really great defensive tackle play or is Josh Ball just playing that terribly? So I think there is a certain amount of parsing that we're having to do there. And I think that that also goes the other way. Is is Josh Ball really having a terrible camp or are the defensive tackles really that good? I tend to think that he – look, I'll say this. Josh Ball has gotten stronger in the offseason. He looks, he looks physically stronger. There are definitely times when you see him physically holding up like that. His technique's not there, though. And, 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 and right now, like, he's just – he, you know, even when, especially when you get uh, Steele and Smith out there on the tackles, you notice by you definitely notice that he's the weak link. Well, of, and that's the, the concern, line. though, is we're going into year three now with Josh Ball. And if the technique's not there now, is it ever going to be? Um, this to me uh, feels like an exercise in uh, 
and excuse the phrase, giving somebody enough rope to hang themselves, right? Like they are giving him full opportunity to yeah. win this job because I think after this, like, you know, hey, you got your shot, buddy. Like that was it. So we gave, we gave you a ton of practice reps to show whether you can be an NFL offensive lineman or not. I, I do wonder, like this is probably – the Cowboys have a lot of depth at a, several different positions, but I, I've got a feeling that into your offensive line – uh, is where they're going to be looking on waivers when we get to cut downs. Yeah, I mean, this isn't over yet, obviously. A, a good week of practice from one of these guys can really turn this thing around. And, and I do think, I do very much believe in the idea that training camp, you're supposed to get better, you know? And yeah. some of these guys, one week will not be ready for prime time. And then suddenly next week, the light clicks, they understand yeah. what they're doing and it, and, it, and it works. So that's, there's still plenty of time for that to happen. But I will say, generally speaking, that I feel more like the Cowboys may need to consider a veteran backup situation yep. in the interior uh, than I did when we went into training camp. Last one before we move on. Uh, we can't mention this player by name because he searches it out on Twitter. <laughs> uh, our Oklahoma defensive tackle, how's he looked in camp? You know, look, I, I've been I've been critical of him, and clearly, yes, he is. Uh, he's looking for critics critics to kind of motivate and goad him and great man like listen if 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 our comments like neville gallimore this, by the way yeah. just in case you're <laughs> yeah, not familiar fine, fair, go ahead fair. uh sir neville gallimore at marcus uh, underscore yeah. Marger, please go ahead <laughs> uh no listen if, if 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 our comments goad you into psyching yourself out to playing well then kudos to us man yeah. we we'd love to see that my concern with gallimore and and <laughs> I, I think the concern of the guy who posted that john owning is that it seems like it's neither nor with him, right? It's it's like you're not getting – he's not – he's terrible at taking on double teams, and that's fine. Like not every defensive tackle is going to be good at that. Sure. But you got to be great as a pass rusher. you got to like more than make up for it. And I think he can play the run. Like if he's in a one-on-one -on -one situation, he can hold up. He's strong. I mean he's I, – I do feel like he's gotten – maybe a little bit stronger and a little bit better athleticism. We, we, we heard similar situations last year with him, but I, I just feel like he's getting turned too much. He's getting pushed off the ball and he's not doing enough right now as a pass rusher for me to justify his spot over some of these other guys who have really started to show up like Bohana and, 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 you know, you've already got Golston and you've got, you know, Osa and Mozzie and, 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 Hankins Hankins. and, yep. and, and you like, and you like Fahoku and some of the things that you've seen him do. It's like, it just feels like he needed to take a significant step forward to re-solidify his spot on the team. And I, and I think he, he probably is playing better football than he did last year, but, I mean, I've seen this from him in training camps before, and it 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 translated into not great regular season play. Uh, so I, I'm just skeptical, and and I think yeah. that that's I, listen, Neville, if you're listening, <laughs> like I think that that's reasonable for us to be skeptical here. So sure. uh, and, and and go out and prove us wrong, man. Like go 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 destroy some guys. I, I'm 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 here for it. All right, later. Let's talk about some players that we are. Looking forward to seeing this week uh, before the Cowboys have their first preseason game next. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, what are you looking forward to seeing next week in practice before the Cowboys get ready for the first preseason game on Sunday? Well, I think the first thing we need to talk about is, is kind of checking back in with our drumbeat guys, right? And, and, and right now, I would say we talked about Brooks. We've talked about Thomas, uh, some other guys that we have mentioned as kind of drumbeat guys in one form or another. Oso Digizua, who I think has mm-hmm. had a fantastic camp and is a drumbeat guy, not because, oh, let's see if he can make the team. We know he's making the team. It's drumbeat for can he take a, a, a step? Can he yeah. take a step up to a, a, another level, which I think we've kind of consistently he, seen? He, he might be the key to the Cowboys having the difference between like a top seven yes. defense and the number one defense. Because if he turns into I don't, defensive tackles loaded in the NFC, I don't, so I don't want to say Pro Bowl, but like that t- caliber yeah. of player, all of a sudden you've got a defensive player of the year candidate on one side, Micah Parsons. You've got a Pro Bowl defensive end in Demarcus Lawrence, and then you've got a Pro Bowl defensive tackle. Teams aren't going to be able to block you. You're going to be able to get pressure with your front four on every single play, which is going to make the job of the, the back end guys so much easier. I just feel like he's kind of the keystone for that defensive line. And and I hope that whatever guard you have left over to block Mozzie Smith uh, can stop him for as long as uh, the, the play goes, because otherwise he's going to toss him onto your lap. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think, I, I, I think that's it is that you, you nailed it is that if Osa, really takes his game to a next level, this defense goes to the next level because yeah. that's really the, the one kind of spot that this, this defense was missing was elite defensive tackle play, obviously why they drafted the guy. Um, some other guys that are drumbeat guys, Jalen Tolbert obviously is number one drumbeat guy for us, right? We need to see, again, not a making the team drumbeat, but this is a, is he going to be wide receiver for drumbeat? Yeah. And so far, so good. He has continued to perform uh, there hasn't been uh, splash plays every single day, but there's been solid play every single practice, uh, not you know rashes of drops or lack of confidence. Now, I will say that Jalen Tolbert had a lot of this last season, too. If you remember at training camp, he didn't have a yep. bad training camp. No, In fact, not at he, had all. A, he had a good training camp to a point. So this why he's on this drum beat because we need to we've seen this before what we're seeing now he's he's playing better than he did last year I will say that it's a level above but we've seen him have consistent play before and then drop off at the end of training camp so what we need to see is can he maintain this level of of, of play throughout the rest of camp um, and then I, I got guess, one fruit yeah yeah really give quickly. me some please please Schoonmaker I, I want to yeah. see. I don't want necessarily need to see Schoonmaker be like full go in practice, but I'd like to at least see him do some individual stuff. Just get back on the field. I mean, you've reported this over the last couple of days, but it seems like he's trending in the right direction. Yeah, he's definitely. not far off. Just want to see him making some progress. So we can see him at maybe once in the preseason or, you know, have him be fully ready to go by week one because the Cowboys are going to need him. Like, they're going to use a lot of tight ends. They're going to need his size and athleticism. I just want to see some kind of progress over the next seven days. Yeah, and look, I, I mean, I was talking to somebody about this uh, uh, practice yesterday. He's already so good at kind of running these crossers and as a blocker coming out of college. His game is incomplete, obviously. He's a rookie tight end. 
but he has a skill set already that I think you can deploy. Sure. Maybe not as the starter at this point because he's missed some time, but that you can deploy and get useful reps out of him where he can be valuable to this offense as he's learning on the fly the rest of it. I mean, that's the benefit of having all these other tight ends at this point, right? Is that you can certainly buy him some time while he's figuring it out. But even then, I do have a strong faith that that he can come in, he can uh, make plays early as they need them with his because he's got. I mean, wait till you get if you guys haven't noticed, he's just he's huge. He's bigger than these other guys, noticeably bigger than these other tight ends. Someone called him, and I thought this was really great. A shout out to Rabble Rouser uh, called him more athletic David Lafleur. And I was like, oh, man, that's it exactly. Because he's so – he's very big. He presents a big target. And that's why I think he's really good on these crossing routes is that he will present a big target for Dak. Uh, and we're going to see a lot more of that stuff as we see some of these play-action naked bootlegs uh, popping out the backside. He will be a valuable target in those situations. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, every day. So we're going to be back on Monday – breaking down the practices over the weekend. So make sure you tune in for that. Check our show out on YouTube. We go live. We, we post an episode every single day, multiple episodes that we did this week. Mm-hmm. I think three extra episodes all in the live section on there. So go check them out. Uh, go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We are free and available on all platforms. And we'll see you right back here on Monday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.